0: In 2018, I started conducting Facebook Live interviews, having conversations with military veterans sharing their stories of service, sacrifice, and life out of the uniform. This is one of those stories. Keep in mind that while the timeline is off, the stories remain timeless. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Defender Fitness Alliance. Uh, Before we get started, I want to thank you guys once again for uh, being part of the Alliance. Um, Once again, if you guys know any veterans that can benefit from this group, uh, please uh, invite them and uh, let them know what we're all about. All right, so with that being said, I have a very special guest this evening. I want to introduce Army veteran and the director of FitOps Foundation, Eric Bartel. Eric, uh, first off, thank you for joining the Alliance and for being with me this evening for this interview. Can you please uh, start off by telling us a little bit about your service and what you're up to
1: now? Sure. Um, I want to start off by thanking you for having me, though. Um, it's always good to see others, CFOs doing great things, um, and you're definitely one of them. Um, I was in the Army from 2013 to just this past April, actually, uh, on active duty. Uh, prior to that, I enlisted um, and then joined ROTC, um, and that's kind of where I really found my way in the Army. Um, I was an infantry officer. I served at the 101st, the went uh, wanted deployment to Afghanistan, uh, I got to serve as a platoon leader for two years Um, and then I got to spend another two years in the operations shop, um, which I hated at the time, but I would not be able to do what I'm doing right now without that experience. Um, Getting out of the military, I kind of, as I was getting out, I actually applied to FitOps myself Um, and through that application I was brought in as a contractor, um, just a consultant, um, and Eventually, I was offered a position as full-time staff, right, as I was separating from the military. And then, from full-time staff, I was just doing operations. And then, as the organization grew, I kind of fell into the position of director of the entire operation. So, um, it's it's happened pretty fast and suddenly, but I wouldn't be happier doing anything else. So I'm really excited for every opportunity I get, and I've been working my my, uh, my behind off trying to make sure that it's as successful as possible.
0: Well, I definitely uh, salute you guys uh, doing um, the work behind the scenes and making FitOps what it is today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you, you were talking about, uh, your last couple of years in service, how did that prepare you to what you're doing now?
1: So um, my last couple of years I spent, I started off in the S3 shop after I left my platoon. Um, and it was very much just getting ready for another deployment, doing whatever we were going to do. Um, and what, what ended up happening is they asked me to go up and be the brigade S3. Uh, or a a Brigade S3 assistant in there and almost like a liaison between our battalion and Brigade and then kind of working under the Brigade S3 shop, which I really didn't want to do. Um, I very much enjoyed having platoon time and being with the soldiers, uh, and being at Battalion S3 was already kind of far enough from that. I really didn't want to go just work at the flagpole, per se. So I was afforded the opportunity to be the rear DS3. Um, And in doing that, it was actually... Extremely helpful because I got to pretty much do what I came into FitOps doing, as far as like just refining processes, processes, and making them work for a new system. We didn't have the support that we needed. We didn't have the personnel that we needed, so we kind of had to change everything we were doing to make it work for what we had. Um, and it's very much what I ended up doing with FitOps as well. Um, but so I did that rear DS three, I did rear DXL. So I got to see a lot of logistical side, a lot of property side. Um, I ended up doing rear D commander for a bit as well. Um, and then I ended up going in and when they got back becoming the AS three. Um, but when they got back, they didn't have an S three. So I was doing the S 3s job as well. Um, so It was always at least one level up as far as operations, what I was responsible for. And it kind of forced me to learn on the go, um, really adapt as I was learning to what the new process was and what this and that was to make us better.
0: And um, how did you, um, you said you um, signed up for FedOps. How did you find out about FedOps? Um, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So when I was getting out of the military, um, I was actually looking into going to grad school. Um, I have my undergrad in psychology, and I was looking to get my Ph.D. in psychology. Um, and I figured I could personal train on the side. I always enjoyed fitness, and I wanted to maybe use that as a, another income while I was going back to school. Um, so I started looking into just veterans uh, certifications or even veterans scholarships for personal training. Um, and that's when I found FitOps. And I just applied for it because I was like, why not? Right. Um, like pretty much everyone else who applied for FitOps, like, sounds too good to be true, but what do I have to lose? Um, and then they actually reached out to me and talked to me about not only going through the camp, but possibly doing some consulting based on what I did in the military. Um, and just kind of helping out, um, and I was all for it. And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door.
0: Awesome. And, uh, were you, were you part of the, uh, the first, um, I guess the first class or?
1: No. So when I was coming to fit ops, it was actually last July. Um, so the first class that I saw was the September class. Um, I knew nothing about the first or second class. And uh, I actually was brought out to the third class, the September class, to kind of view it and see what they were doing. Um, and from that, I kind of saw what was going on and used that to refine the process and make it better.
0: And then um, and then from there, how did you get involved as far as um, what you're doing now as the director of uh, FedOps?
1: Um, so from there I started, I was just strictly volunteering. I was giving them feedback as how they can refine operations, how they can refine logistics, um, and stuff like that. And then I was brought on as a contract. Um, so just kind of part time, um, just kind of something to get my foot in the door. Um, they wanted to bring me on paperwork wise and I was doing consulting as far as still kind of operationally and helping run their operations I was originally supposed to attend the November class, um, and I ended up planning the November class, so that's kind of how how intertwined I became in the things very quickly, um, and then from there, they offered me to be brought on as director of operations once I was complete with my military service, um, and then as the director of operations, I continued to build on what I had started, just consulting, and then... As uh, time went on, um, the director position opened up because the previous director actually moved on to another uh, consulting firm for actually starting up other nonprofits, and uh, I was the next successor in line, and they thought I would be able to do it, so I'm doing my best to prove them correct. All
0: right. Now, um, being a a FitOps a CDFO myself, I know that you guys... You guys do a lot of work behind the scenes can you talk more about um i guess i wouldn't say worst moment what's been like the most challenging moments you've had um as uh, as a director of i think
1: the most challenging moments um thus far is kind of we're kind of still in it um and if that's the whole figuring out the fundraising piece, um, continuing to keep fit ops free to to veterans without breaking the bank per se. Because up until this last class, Performix has supported 100% of everything. Um, And they donated over a million dollars last year to keep all these classes going. But we can't remain at the whim of Performix's sales. So, um, I don't know if you keep up with that stuff, but GNC had a bad year. Well, Performance is exclusive to GNC, so Performance in turn had a bad year. Um, so all of a sudden we have this endless pot of money that's now no longer endless, um, and that's when we have to start kicking in fundraising. You no know, fundraising has really been done up until this point. We've been an organization that's never had to fundraise before. So trying to learn that after being an organization that's never fundraised to learn how to go back and say, hey, we need to learn this and we need to be successful at it and really quickly um, and then go along the lines of actually asking people who are applying and people who have gone through the program to fundraise. That's even harder. Like how do you ask someone that you said, hey, this is completely free, but now you're saying, hey, it's completely free, but you also need to fundraise on your own behalf. Um, A lot of people don't take that well. And at the end of the day, Performance is going to continue to give money, but what we're doing is now if you want to come to FitOps and you want to fundraise on your own behalf, you don't have to wait in line. As long as you're accepted and you fundraise on your own behalf, you're at the front of the line now. If you don't want to raise money, that's fine, but you're going to wait in line. We have 1,000-plus applicants. You're at the bottom of the list if you just applied. So it's giving these guys who have replied recently a really good opportunity to get to the front of that list because other people are too lazy to fundraise on their own behalf.
0: Wow. And um, just to let the viewers know, uh, Performix, um, another veteran-run uh, supplement company, is has basically been supporting and sponsoring FedOps from the beginning. And um, like Eric was saying, now it's, um, it's needing some assistance from CBFS, CVFOs in uh, fundraising. Um, so Eric, uh, talk about some of the best moments you've had so far as uh, – as part of fit ups,
1: Sure. Um, honestly, coming out of this last class has probably been one of the best moments I've had. Um, every camp thus far has been an uphill climb. Um, and what we do is in each camp is we, I'm very much, I run it like the military per se. If we do an operation, we do AARs ARs following it. We do, um, any kind of logistic, we do ARs of everything, like the logistical side, um, the on ground side, I, I make my AR or my staff AAR me, and then I make my participants AAR, their squad leaders or the staff over them. Um, and that way we're continually growing, continually getting better and learning from the last class. And I think this may camp, um, really kind of brought all of that to fruition. All the squad leaders were on point. All the participants were on point. Um, the camp itself was great, and we, we actually ran it for about less than half the cost of the previous one um, per head. Um, we, we cut costs ridiculously, and the camp was better all around, um, and I think the participants enjoyed it all around a lot more, but just seeing all of that stuff, all that hard work come to fruition, and to see that every class thus far has gotten better, that's kind of just... What keeps me going? That's the sweet stuff in it.
0: And um, are we allowed to say the location for it's in Mississippi, right? Uh, the last class.
1: The last class was in Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're looking for a permanent home right now, um, and we're working multiple angles. We're looking at potentially purchasing some land, um, and it's going to come through a donation from Performix, um, or we're looking at creating a long-standing partnership with another organization. Um, and I've been I I'm got a call tomorrow with an organization that's doing something very similar to us um is, and they have the, the land. Um so fingers crossed we could potentially have that partnership very soon where even August might be at a a forever home of FitOps.
0: Awesome man. That's uh hopefully uh, good news in the future. I uh, just want to recognize some of our viewers here. Carlos Romero, uh Richard Kaufman. Richard says uh Yep, my store helps with FitOps. Uh Richard, he uh he works at a GNC store. So shout out to Richard for uh, helping out with FitOps.
1: Thank you, Richard.
0: All right, guys. Uh so uh Eric, next question. Uh what's your advice for um some of our veterans who might be listening right now? Oh uh, you talked about it, you alluded to it earlier, but um as far as like how, how can they apply and how can they get accepted into uh, FedOps?
1: So the easiest way to apply and really the only way is you go to fitops.org. Um There's an apply now button. FitOps is only available for veterans, active duty, reservist, guardists. Um But we get asked a lot of times, uh, foreign military, no, you can't do it, I'm sorry. Um, spouses is still no. And then, local law enforcement and first responders is no. Um, in the future, we would love to open up the program to these, these individuals, we're just not there yet. Um, so, as long as you're active duty military or reservist guard, or you are a veteran, um, you can go ahead and apply at fitops.org. Um, the application is not lengthy, um, the one on the website is pretty simple before we would make folks go through an AI and artificial intelligence. Um, and I, I think probably next week we're going to actually cut that out because we do every application by hand at this point. So everyone who's come to class has been handpicked. Um, and that gives you an idea of why the process takes so long. We're starting admissions for August. We started last week. Um, so it takes that long to pick every single person we're going to allow in this August camp. Um, and once you've, once you've hit apply on that website, you're going to submit your DD-214 or your orders, and you're going to submit, uh, I believe it's a photo of yourself. And then we go through your application, we go through that and that, make sure your orders are correct or your DD-214 is correct. Um, and then from there, once we are ready to interview you, you'll receive an email saying, hey, we'd like to do a video interview with you. The video interview is either from a previous squad leader or from a staff member. And that's about a 30-minute video interview where we're going to ask you follow-up questions. Hey, we wanted to know this about you. Hey, you mentioned this in your application. All kinds of questions like that. We want to learn more about you. Based on that, you're either going to be a for-sure go or you're going to be a follow-up. And if it was a squad leader, that means that myself or uh, Jennifer, who is our operations uh, kind of coordinator at this point, is going to call you and do another follow-up interview. Um, And it can go one of one, two ways really is either you're accepted to this next coming class, um, or you're back in the queue, which could be, Hey, maybe August isn't the best class for you, or maybe timeline wise it doesn't work for you. What we're trying to avoid is accepting people who are what ifs. Um, we get a lot of people who lock in for a camp like May Mm -hmm. and then two, three weeks out, even days prior we get a call saying they can no longer come. Um, So that's one of our biggest things. Yes, you have to be completely qualified for the camp, and that's how you get accepted. But then you also have to be in the perfect situation where we know you're going to come to the camp because it costs a lot of money to organize these, to plan them logistically, and then to fly everyone in. Um, Every camp we have at least two people not show up on day zero. Um, So if you're... If you're someone who's like, oh, yeah, well, I may come down on orders or I may do this, um, it's hard to get active duty folks in. It really is. That's why the program's for veterans at the end of the day. It's to get these guys jobs so that they can start doing what they love and making money doing it. Um, And we have so many partners in the fitness industry that there's so many opportunities for veterans to make money. A lot of people say, oh, you can't make money doing personal training. That's not true. There's a lot of opportunity out there, and we find new ones every day. So. That's kind of the process um, in a very long-winded way of saying it, but um, we're very picky. There's, like I said, there's over a thousand applicants, and not everyone is going to come. We picked 20 for this last camp. We could have picked 30, and we picked 20. So, wow.
0: so the over a thousand. How many? Um, this last class, you say there's 20.
1: This last camp, yeah.
0: Wow. And uh, guys, just uh, imagine just the the work, the hours that these guys put in um, volunteering and uh, selecting um, the veterans that um, the applicants that that put in for FitOps. So, um, you know, being uh, being a, a graduate of FitOps myself, I know firsthand how much. Um, how much this uh, foundation has helped me and my other uh, fellow veterans as well, not just, you know, in personal training or, you know, getting a job as a personal trainer, but in life in general, um, you know, some of the things that um, some some of you guys might not see is how much they've helped veterans uh, just in their lives in general and changed their lives as well for the better. So uh, shout out to FitUps for that. Um, so Eric, I want to go ahead in the last portion of our uh, interview here. So this is where I ask uh, five uh, questions, five fitness facts um, of our our guest. Um, So here we go. Eric, uh, what's your uh, favorite workout?
1: Oh, oh, okay. Well, this is those ones. Um, (laughs) I I wasn't sure if this was like a CrossFit question, but I put deadlifts as my answer. (laughs)
0: uh no it's just you know whatever uh, if you're uh, looking
1: for like the murph or something that's not no, my... no. <laughs> i like i like deadlifting um i try not to as much anymore because i got some stress fractures in my back but i at the end of the day i love going heavy
0: awesome and uh so least favorite what's your least favorite workout
1: anything cardio <laughs>
0: <laughs> anything cardio next question if you had to choose one person you could train with who would it be and why?
1: So for this one, I didn't want to go with the very generic Arnold because everyone wants to train with Arnold, right? Um, so I went, I went with Arnold 2.0. I went with Colin von Moger.
0: Ooh, um yeah,
1: he's a huge dude, and I just I love his personality. I love hanging like watching him just be himself. I think it'd be a great training session, and I, I think I'd be cracking up the whole time. Like, just I would love to hang out with that guy. <laughs>
0: Um, next one, recommend a book for our listeners to read.
1: So I actually recommended tribe of mentors. Um, it's by Timothy Ferris. Um, I started reading it about a month ago and I'm still not all the way through because I kind of read it as I go. Um, I read it for inspiration and I read it kind of just to, um, I guess decompress a little bit. Um, but it's, it's got a lot of short, um, points made by individuals who have done well in their respected industry um, so you can pick it up and you can read for five minutes and put it back down and you're not going to be missing anything because it's about a five minute read per thing um, but it highlights just just what it says like it highlights points from mentors each one of them is teaching you a lesson in some kind of respect
0: Kiers, uh, have you read his uh best-selling book the four-hour work week
1: no i haven't actually
0: uh I have that book but I still haven't finished that it's <laughs> <thing this> long. <laughs> yeah. And uh lastly, tell us your uh tell us your favorite quote and why.
1: Okay, so my favorite quote is actually by Marianne Williamson. Um and it's uh it's kind of really just something that has inspired me since I was young. I literally have I have a tattooed on my arm, or at least part of it. Um but it's called our deepest fear. Um, and it really talks about, um, not limiting yourself, which I feel like a lot of people do. And I feel like I've done in the past. Um, and you limit yourself from wanting to shine too bright. is pretty much what it talks about and not being afraid to do that because when you do that, you're giving other people opportunity to do the same thing. Um, and people are so concerned with just trying to be normal and trying to fit in, um, when no one who's ever done anything magnificent is normal. Um, so I really, I, I love that quote. Um, it's always touched me. Um, if if you've seen Coach Carter, that's the quote that they say in Coach yeah. Carter.
0: Yeah. Excellent quote, man. And uh, finally, where can our listeners, where can our viewers connect with you?
1: Um, honestly, the easiest way to get a hold of me is probably Instagram. Um, it's Barbell underscore six, um, but that's kind of I'm. Um, I look at that a couple times a day at least. Um, it's really outside of that. Like I'm, um, you can get me by email at eBartel at fitops.org or info at fitops.org. But most of the time I'm working, so I haven't even been on Instagram that much lately. Just how busy I've been. Um, but hopefully it's for a good reason. We're trying to build some big things going on soon. I'm really excited about where we're going as far as an organization. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming out soon. We are working on a ton of partnerships for this next camp. So it's just getting bigger and better. Awesome. Man.
0: And uh, I got another question here from Orlando. Orlando uh, is in, in here. Uh, as far as fundraising, has anyone thought, has any thought been, Put into establishing different competitions.
1: Um, we're talking like uh, weight. I powerlifting competition. We're talking like putting together a tough mudder. Um,
0: uh, I guess it looks. It's probably like weight weightlifting or competition. It just says competitions.
1: Okay, so um, we've had different people reach out to us about hosting powerlifting competitions and stuff like that. Um, the only real hindrance of that is having a CVFO volunteer to run it, um, volunteer to organize it. Um, We have, we just put together that webinar that some people were watching, some people weren't watching, but of how to run your own fitness, uh, group fitness class with the proceeds going towards fit ops. So anyone interested in doing that, um, right now it's available to CVFOs, um, but we could potentially always open that up to other people as well. But that's an easy way. If you want to run a group fitness class, all CVFOs are already certified. So you can run a group right. fitness class with all the proceeds going back to FitOps. ops. Um, and you can mirror that same process to something like a competition. It would just be on a CVFO for organizing it because, honestly, I'm not doing that. I got a lot of other stuff going right.
0: on. <laughs> um, oh, I guess uh, he wrote on here. He said it was powerlifting competition.
1: There you go. Or, organize uh, one, in Orlando.
0: There you go, Orlando. (laughs) And uh, and one final question for you, Eric, um, for me. um, What can I do to help you and FedOps?
1: Honestly, just spreading the word, spread the gospel, man. Tell people what we do, um, stuff like this. And honestly, if you're a CVFO, just being a great CVFO like like you're doing, man. There's so many. There's 200 CVFOs out there. If every one of them was constantly just doing great things, spreading the word of FitOps, which a lot of them are already, like that's how we get people like Equinox who came out to our last camp. The vice president of people at Equinox came out to our last camp because FitOps made an impact to that level on their trainers and their, their organization, um, putting together fundraisers, stuff like that. We have, we have materials that we can send out. We got uh, table skirts. We got flags. Um, we got sample supplements and stuff that we can send out so if a cbo though reaches out and says hey i want to run a fundraiser this is where i'm going to do it this is when i want to do it this is what i need that's too easy man i can mail that stuff awesome brother and uh
0: definitely looking uh, looking look in into doing another uh fundraising event for
1: yeah. the foundation I mean, so you did it before we even had the webinar set up Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, a back- successful fund- fundraiser
0: yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for, for those of you guys listening out there, I mean, um, you really don't need any permission to do it, man. Um, if you really want to help out and um, support this foundation, just do it. <laughs> yeah. like um,
1: you, can just go, do- you can go to the the FitOps um, crowdfunding page as well. Uh, it's give.fitops.org. Um, and you can set up your own fundraiser. You don't even have to do it physically. You can do it from your couch. Set up right. a fundraiser, share it on social media. Fifty bucks donated is fifty dollars more towards a veteran's tuition. Right now, we got all the veteran's tuitions down to three thousand dollars based on this last camp. If we get the next campsite for free, that's going to go down. If I can get people to sponsor the food, that's going to go down. If the more things I can get sponsored or donated, the cheaper it's going to be to bring every every veteran out. So, if you got connections, hey, my grandpa works high up in southwest or something airplane tickets aren't cheap if we can get group rates we don't get group rates because we fly from all over the country so stuff like that Hey, someone i know works for a food company they'd love to donate food that's where that's where we're going to cut costs rather than raising money if raising money isn't your thing if you know someone who can cut costs then that's even better awesome brother well
0: uh, eric thank you again for for being part of the show and uh, being part of the alliance. Thank you for uh, what you're doing with FitOps. And uh, guys, uh, CVF, CVFOs, if you guys are out there, please continue to uh, support the foundation doing your uh, whatever fundraising you can. And uh, for any veterans that are interested in becoming part of uh, FitOps, make sure you guys go check out that website, FitOps.org. Eric, thanks again for, for being here and uh, appreciate what you're doing, brother. Thank you, Reed. All right. Yeah, right, take it easy.